Hello, hello, hello. We are back at it on episode 92. I hope that doesn't go on in the background on this recording. Whatever, it's fine. It's authentic. Anyway, <laughs> episode 92 of the Mental Thoughts Podcast, and I'm here with... K.O. My name K.O. Um, you can follow me on IG, M-Y-N-A-M-E-K-A-Y-O. I'm a poet and photographer. Yes. Yeah. A poet and photographer. I met Mr. K.O. Uh, back at uh, Reds 28. It was like a hookah bar um, in Uptown Charlotte. They're having like what is like one of them artist poetry Wednesdays? What was it called? It's an open mic. So it's called Release Therapy Wednesday. We have it each and every Wednesday. Uh, doors open at 7. The show starts between 8.15 and 8.30. Come pull up on us. We do it every week. That's cool, man. No, seriously, when I first showed up there, I'm like, wow, this place is wavy as hell. I'm like, everybody's oh, just yeah, like on the – because it's like I, I originally like, you know, like I, when I was uh, writing poetry myself, it was back like in middle school and everything, and I was mm-hmm. mostly doing it um, in the same way format that y'all was doing it, just kind of stepping up from front of people like for career class and just kind of like uh, – Whoa, what's going on? Oh, okay, they're just backing up. I was about to say, what the fuck is oh, this? What is going on? I don't, I don't do 12. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It's like, if you want to know what's going on, uh, it's like we're on East Side Charlotte, literally at the quick trip on East Side. You know where Eastland Mall used to be and everything? That's where the, yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. is going on. Like the, you know, I forget the police usually comes here and just kind of sits in here. Yeah. yeah no. I don't like that they're right across from us right now. That kind of I mean, bothers me, but they chill it. Ain't nothing bother me. Ain't nothing you good, man. I mean, it's I, not yeah, like. I just don't. Don't fuck with cops, yo. No, 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 no. I, I understand. I understand. But that's just where Charlotte is because, like, there's yeah, so much of a populace yeah, growing and growing and growing. So yeah. instead of just investing in the school, which would be a productive thing people would do, yeah, they'd rather no. invest into building more and more police stations. Like, I've seen, yeah. Like, three of them being built up in the past year. That's just crazy. No, seriously. I'm like, well, they got all that money. They could have put into another Eastland. Actually, that wouldn't be good if they made another Eastland Mall because it's like, you know, the last time they had Eastland Mall, they had nothing but fights over there and commotion and drama. And that's and Concord and North Lake, too. So. Yeah, but it's just like, <laughs> it was worse here because it's like literally. In the middle of the hood. Yeah. Kind of. What's going on here? Where's he? Just going inside. As long as you don't walk up to my car, we good. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got nothing in the car, do you? No. All right, cool, good. good. Just, no. just, just double check. Double check. Ain't nothing wrong. I don't mean to ask and everything. Oh, uh, like, no, no. We good. I just don't fuck with 12. It just, you never know when one of them is just probably yeah, wanting to, like, probably bullshit. trying to get, yeah, and it's just, like, I, I mean, I never had issues, like, to that degree. Oh, but that, did I? Yes, with sheriffs when it comes to speeding, but it was just, like, that was just, yeah. yeah, no, seriously, because sometimes when you be driving on the highway, you don't even be trying to speed. It's just, like, your mind be ghosting, and you're just, like, ain't nobody yeah, else. You just, and then all of a sudden, it's like, woo-woo. Like, what? Next thing you know, you got a ticket right there. It's like, damn, dude, yeah, like, seriously, is. man, that helped me back from moving out of Charlotte. I actually wanted to move to D.C. and everything for this year, but it's just like... D.C.'s dope. Yeah, no, so you've been to D.C.? How many times have you been to D.C.? I've only been once. Um, I might, because I'm getting ready to head back home for a little bit. My cousin's getting married, and... Mm. I'm doing. I'm shooting some of the pictures for the wedding. That's good. Um, so we'll be going up to New York. I'm from New York. Um, but I was going to stop through D.C. either on my way there or back just oh. to hang out for a little bit. But, yeah, D.C. is a vibe, man. Yeah, majority black city and everything, yeah. bro. A whole lot of black. But you know there's like over 5,000 black-owned businesses in D.C. alone? It's crazy. No, seriously. And it's just like another cool thing about it is just like, you know, when you're actually out there during night, like the nightlife, there's always bars and stuff like back to back to back. And so um, the person that I co-host with, a poet named Superman, shout out to a poet named Superman. Yes, you got to say the whole thing like a Tribe Called Quest, all of that shit. But um, yeah, he um, he had a feature up there and I went up with him. So we performed at this place called Bus Boys and Poets. It's like one of the main spots like if you're a poet and you perform at one of these locations at a bus point but uh, bus boys and poets um that's like a that's like a trademark that's a milestone like oh. you know you actually made it to a certain point so we went up to dc because he had a feature at one of those spots and the place that we were at was really dope it was a vibe and then like we went to we just walked dc for a little bit just looking at different bars and stuff like that we ended up in this hookah spot it was yeah. real chill it's a vibe, bro. yeah like the whole city's a vibe at night like yeah. i was out there like at night i'm like wow this is really chill like, this could be my future home for real it's and it's just no no seriously it's like it's very expensive my father lives i think in alexandria virginia uh-huh. so it's just like he works at the hospital at howard university and i'm trying to go to that oh, university yeah. for graduate school so it's just okay. like you know, that's my future school future city future you know my future is there yeah, 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 yeah. but it's like 
I feel like maybe I just need to stay here a little bit longer because, you know, like, you know, they suspended my license. You know, I don't want a Mustang. It's just like, yeah, the speeding ticket, man. (laughs) Yeah, I I try to stay away from them things as much as possible. Yeah, I'm going to be driving like a grandma for a good while. (laughs) You should, why you got that on there? Because, yeah, we don't need you getting in trouble out here. No, no, seriously, bro. I guess that's just their bread and butter, man. It was Salisbury. That's what really, it's really that Rowan County. Like, really, when you're driving through Rowan County, anybody listening in North Carolina, take your time. You don't got to go nowhere, bro. I don't care if you're in a rush. Just take your time unless you want to get no serious because it's not worth the headache, really. It's just South Carolina going, crossing that border. I got pulled over and I got profiled. Not even just pulled over. I got profiled in South Carolina. I was on my way down to Alabama for something that we had going on down there and um like halfway through the state lights flash on me and i'm like yo what's what's up with this what's going on they pull me over they asked me a ton of questions asked me to get out the car so i had to get out i had my one of my sisters with me and they let her stay in the car luckily and i'm like all right cool so she was like recording from her end. i went live on facebook and they asking a million and one questions where you're going who you going with, how you getting there, how long it's going to take you, what you doing when you get there, when you coming back. And I'm like, yo, one, I don't live in this state. Two, I'm not going to be in this state. Three, y'all asking a whole bunch of questions For that y'all, no types of reasons, man, like, because I had a rental vehicle and they was like trying to see if I had stuff in the car. <laughs> and I'm like, man, if y'all don't leave us alone, we ain't did shit. And it was for a church event. So I, that just made me more upset. Like, I was heavy into the church at that time in my life. And it was just like, yo, I'm really, I'm on my way to do something for church. And y'all y'all giving me 91 degrees of questions and shit. And you don't even know, like, how to really react into those situations until you're put in those situations. And literally, it's just like, you got to be level-headed. You got to try not to react or whatever. Not put your hands in your I pocket. had to be like that because I wasn't, when I wasn't here, if I was here, that would have been a different story. Um, and I wasn't anywhere near like people that I know would be able to like pull up and have my back for real. Cause me in a situation like that, had I been in Charlotte, I'd be like, yo, what, first of all, why are you asking me all these questions? Second of all, let me just make a few text messages real quick and have people pull up. Cause this is uncomfortable. Y'all doing the most. Just letting y'all know there's now three police officers. <laughs> Two in front of us, one to the right. And one to the right at the east side. And I don't want to move because the nigga be like, oh, what's he doing? No, seriously. You might as well just sit and just chillax because it's just like, man, it's just, what is up? I don't Enough know. about the cops. Fuck them. Yeah, no, seriously. But it's just like, man. You know what's crazy? Everybody, I, I remember one memory we're dealing with the police, man. It's like, I remember me and my dad, my brother were just driving and everything. And for no reason, they just pulled my dad over for no reason. Pulled him out of the car and had to pat him down and everything. My dad's an immigrant from Liberia. Literally, like, mm-hmm. da- nurse daughter. He ain't got no association with no thug stuff. No, literally nothing with drugs or anything. And they just profiled him. Yep. Just because. <laughs> like, not. And it's just, it's weird, man. It's like, I swear, it's like another dimension with us it's like like we're living the same place as our other like racial like uh contemporaries a lot of i've realized with people like okay i feel like (laughs) we're gonna go here i feel like the multiverse theory exists with just like people within like our planet like on earth or whatever within around us or whatever because like there are a bunch of white people who literally don't know the shit that we go through and like they don't they don't it's not a part of their life at all. At all. At all. So it's like they're living in this whole other universe where none of that shit affects them. They don't see it. They, they don't. live in their like, you know, really nice houses or whatever or, you know, whatever part of whatever city they live in. They just have this really nice lifestyle of like, okay, black people don't exist here. Uh-huh. And if they do, they're the the good ones, the good old boys. Yeah. And it's like they don't they don't know that there's a whole other experience out here that like that a we're whole living. system, like a literal system yeah. of things breaking out. We're usually like the victims of said system. You know, it's like take it from me, like I'm six foot one around like two hundred some pounds and everything mm-hmm. of that nature, you know. So I get profiled like in many other ways, but not even outside of that. Like it's like it's a constant battle of trying to come across as I'm not a threat <laughs> all mm-hmm. the time, you know, and it's just like that's always it's kinda tiresome because you want to be more relaxed but then you don't know what's what or who's what or who's thinking however they're thinking uh, but it's like even when you get offended or when someone oversteps a boundary <laughs> oh you gotta with the freaking uh locks mm-hmm. on the floor yeah 
Uh, I know, but it's it's just funny because it's like it's such a flip because it's like they see like yeah. a black person walk by. <laughs> yeah, and now it's like for us, it's like the opposite. But anyway, but uh, yeah, man, it's just it's always it's a very I don't want to say it's a tiresome experience or whatever, but it is like it is like you know something a lot of us have to deal with, like you know just accept a part of our lives and everything you know outside of like you know law enforcement how, how do you feel like racism in a sense like maybe uh, affected you brought up oh shit um we ain't gotta go go do too deep in it you can give a little example i'll just say this a lot of it really didn't have too much of an, a direct effect on me until i moved down here and you're originally from new york i'm originally from upstate new york and rochester okay. um and i experienced it there but i didn't really like it was something that just rolled out like water on a duck's back you know i was like all right whatever like or i wasn't i wasn't aware of that's what i was experiencing until i got older and i experienced some other things and then things were told to me like going to church in like the way that certain because one of the churches that i went to growing up um, was predominantly white and they they were really nice people don't get me wrong they are very nice people and they have very genuine hearts. Sometimes they don't know that the stuff that they say in is borderline racist or the stuff that they do is borderline racist. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that some of that stuff was like that until I got older. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, wait, why, why were y'all acting like that? But mm-hmm. ignorance, it's not always bliss, but it's like, all right, now that I know better and if that situation or if those situations happen to me now, I'm going to react differently. It's going to feel different. It's not, it's not going to have the same type of, you know, same type um, of pull. Yeah. Like down here, once I got heavily involved in activism, right about 2014, 2015. Oh, wow. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Were you out there uh, protesting uh, during one, uh, what's his name? Got it. Was it 2016 or was it 20? No, no. I remember because I worked at Papa John. It might've been 2018 with George Floyd. Okay, uh, yeah, so yeah. that was 2020. 2020, oh my God, it's just so much time. Yeah. It's always another person. See, and that's the yeah, thing. So see. 2016, it was with Keith Lamont Scott Yeah. Um, over in the university area. Uh, that was one of the major ones that I was, that was the first major one that I was involved in. There was um, Jonathan Farrell before that, but I came around after all of the main protesting for that happened, but we were still like going to city council um, trying to, get answers with with certain things with that case and like during the whole court process i was there um during the court process we were still marching and stuff like that trying to bring awareness to the situation because like that man was killed unfairly like he was looking for help lady called the cops dude was about to run and they popped him like yo that's crazy they empty they i'm pretty sure they dumped out the whole, you know what I'm saying? The whole clip on dude. Yeah, yeah. If, I think they shot him like ten times or something like that. Either way, like they, it makes you want. Do people realize that people are dead forever? Like it's just like, yeah. like that's a forever they situation. That man, while he was bleeding out, yo, they didn't let him get any type of medical help or attention or anything like that. They told the medics to back up. That was a really, really fucked up situation. But yeah, so that was twenty. 15 no that was 2015 it's 2016 is when keith lamont scott happened and we had the rioting going on uptown and we only started rioting because they shot and killed somebody at the protest they said that it was somebody in the protest that shot him and it's like yo we're all here because one of y'all killed one of us and you think that we're gonna kill one of us at a protest no, seriously. Like, it's just like, they like, be trying to throw sense. stuff like that. And make it make crazy. sense. They be trying to make, like, this weird narrative, and it never adds up, bro. It's it just like, could you at least add some effort? Like, it's just like, it, I don't it know. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But uh, where were you during the whole George Floyd uh, situation? I was out there. Um, I know I was out there, too. Were you Were you the same group of people that got hit with the, with the, with the tear gas? Which time? No, the tear gas for the drill. <laughs> How many times you want to pro- I remember I got hit with the tear gas uptown in Charlotte. Yeah, okay. So I did during George Floyd um, when we were on Betty's Ford. That was a whole setup. That was Betty's Ford? Okay, you were in the Betty's Ford people. I was the, so. Yeah, I was on Betty's Ford. I don't know. That whole protest, I didn't understand what happened with all of that. I was out there with my activist mom. Shout out to Cass. Um, yeah. But... We went out there to see what was going on. We thought things were a little sketchy when we saw the flyer or whatever. We're like, all right, let's just check it out. 
it was just weird that they had a protest on Betty's Ford in front of the police station. Why are we protesting in the middle of the hood for something that's for like we know what's going on? Why are we why aren't we in Myers Park, Ballantyne, Pineville telling these folk like, yo, like, wake up. I wouldn't go to Ballantyne, you know. Just, I'd rather go uptown. Uptown is like, cause uptown, it's like, yes. cause it's but, like everybody, cause it's like there's a courthouse, there's everything, you know. Exactly, but it, if we're doing this to bring awareness and to bring change, they need to know as well. Okay, yeah. That's, so that's that the whole purpose of going to these other areas. So we, we were kind of like confused as to why we were in the middle of Betty's Ford, and then the people who organized the whole thing started to incite a riot right then and there. Uh, and they're the ones that got everything started and got everybody riled up. And then that's why the police came out with the riot gear and they were shooting us with the the, the rubber bullets and oh, the yeah, pepper pellets and tear gas and all that other shit. Yeah, that jump wasn't cool. Nah, but seriously, no, but it's just like, I don't know, that's not like the best way to protest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get protesting and everything, but that's just starting a riot just because, you know, it's just... And the thing is, the yeah. people who started it were white people. White people? Okay. And they were white people that my activist mom and um, others have worked with before. We didn't recognize until afterward, but it was like a really messed up situation that they put us in. And it was like, yo, this is this is really jacked up. And our people fell for it. But, you know, we, you know. You ever think that maybe they're just sent there to just cause a riot so they can make it look no, like, you know. because they were the people while we were protesting before. They were the ones that were intentionally getting arrested. It was, it's a whole thing. I'm <laughs> I don't even want to go into yeah, that. No, no, that's crazy. Because yeah. it's like, there's like, because like, literally with the whole George Floyd situation, that was the first time I ever got to protest, like mm-hmm. in person, but no, no, try to reshare and nothing. And I'm like out there uptown and everything. And I'm like, you know, everybody was pretty chill because it, it wasn't like a crazy protest. Everybody had their mm-hmm. signs up, just walking. George Floyd, George Floyd, that's it. That was literally no riots, nothing. Yep. No need for tear gas, nothing. You know, and I'm just, but in the back of my head, I'm like, there's like, you know, you, you know, everybody got, every black person got their little spidey sense. So just like, okay, something might not, something, something crazy is going to happen. I'm just praying in my head, like, Lord, please, whatever it is. Because there's always like, you don't want people, the way how like guns are distributed, you don't know who has what. And who's just going to come on, just start wasting people. Or just like, you know, there's always that one guy that does the absolute most. Like, dude, this is a, you know. It was somewhere up north, like Wisconsin or something like yeah. that. That white kid that went out and just started just, popping people. The one, yeah, the Rittenhouse nigga. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just yeah. like, because it's like, what's the point in doing that? They want to hold on to their first amendment amendments until it's used against them. And then they want to start shooting people. Like, you know, I never understood that. You can keep your keep away out of that. You know what I'm saying? It's just right. like, you know, like we're not all when this whole Black Lives Matter thing, it's just like, dude, all those are protesting about Black Lives Matter. They right. they matter. The organization. They're not better. They're not <laughs> superior. Yeah. They're not like they're not to be we entitled just, to nothing. We just trying to matter. exist. We're be glad that exist. we're simply trying to exist, coexist. Not be choked out. You know, you know what I'm saying? But, I not be get a knee on the back of my neck. I mean, that'd be nice. Like, you know, just just regular yeah. I didn't that, that we was, don't want revenge. Yeah, it's just because, I, I never thought of that. That was something you had to ask for, but it was just uh, that's just that's just the situation we had to deal with in the system. What it's just like at the same time, I knew something crazy was gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like we were yeah. all the they had us cornered uptown Charlotte. You know, like because you know every intersection there's like a square. Like literally, they hit us with tear gas. When I tell you, it's just the way I was coughing, choking. I can never. I thought I had asthma. I thought I was going to die. To yeah, me, no. because I was out there. I'm trying. Everyone was trying to go under. You know, like you know, you know, like when you go to the mall, they have these things that you, that you kind of pull down the clothes, like yeah. the store. It was like that between like these buildings and everything where the parking decks are, yeah, and we were trying to burrow under that because there was so much stuff going on. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm gonna show you the videos of the experience, like like after the interview. But it was just like. Dude, it was just like, what was the point in that? Like, isn't that illegal and everything? Like, I don't know about the legality of all of that, but I know that that's how people are. Because in 2016, when that, when the rioting happened, um, so as soon as like everybody started to go crazy, um, there was tear gas being popped off, flashbangs, um, rubber bullets, and all of that. And if you were anywhere near that tear gas, you weren't breathing properly for a for minute. A while. No, seriously. When they hit me with that, I was coughing. Yeah. Was like I felt it like I was having an asthma attack. And nostrils, I, all of that. Like I couldn't see for a good ten minutes. No, um yes. I could barely breathe. I I had PTSD from that day for a long time. Like going uptown, it still smelled like that pepper spray. 
and that tear gas. It still smelled like that for the longest. I just I had to find a different way to protest, man. Because I believe yeah, not like for everybody, there's there's yeah, multiple ways yeah, that you can man. try to invoke change and make people no, aware. Seriously, but it's just like it's just like I'd rather run fundraiser. I could do a little fundraiser, you know, fundraisers. Yeah, are good. you know, I'm just there's other ways to protest. It's just like you know that's such a vulnerable way because you don't know they could throw like tear gas and they that's could why throw you're guns. To come to those things more prepared. You know, like, you may be going out there for a peaceful protest, but you got to be prepared for like people, the cops doing the most not even the cops but people who just want to just yeah, do the absolute got to be ready for certain shit and i remember so scary, i was talking to a friend of mine um when i invited them out to one of the protests and i saw him out there i was like yo where are your stuff at you ain't ready for this that and the third and i'm like i didn't even think about nothing like that they were geared up from head to toe ready for war and sure enough, we needed to be ready for war that night. <laughs> we might have to get like bulletproof because it's just like, Lord, yeah. it's a war zone out here. Just to even just for a sense of dignity. I can't believe like we still have to do this to this day. Yeah. You know, like Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, they passed away for a while, you know, and it's just like, you know, it, things every decade, it gets more complicated, you know, mass incarceration, um, like single parent households, the, you know, riddling being pushed into the schools you know it's so many different levels of of like you know making it complicated uh, for us as people to really progress as a society and even as a community you know and it's just like you know you, you try to configure ways like what could we do to really reverse a lot of this damage and it's like a man considering how it's like this is 400 years worth of oppression and everything and we're really just every level it's just there's always another obstacle there's always something new and everything um but it's just like if you were to like you know configure out a plan it ain't gotta be a plan but just like you know because you ain't gotta say everything up here but what do you yeah. think like is the main main issues that we need to address within our society our community as a people um <laughs> i know that's like a lot you can give us some time so one one thought that i have when it comes to everything i really feel like we need to go back to being able to have our own communities period and not be integrated like our own schools yeah our own stores, yes. our own shops, yes. you know, all of that. Like we have those things, but I mean like Black Wall Street. Have the option, at least. Yeah, like I, because being integrated with other people, well, that's all good and well. Sometimes they just don't understand mm -hmm. the way that we operate and the way that we do things. Yeah. So something like us just enjoying ourselves, having fun, for us, that's just a good time. Yeah. For other people, that's a noise complaint. Yeah. No, now the cops sure. are being called. Yeah. And it's just like, yo, like we just we chilling. We're not bothering you. Yeah. Like we're good. But you wanna you wanna, wanna make it a situation you make it for no issue. reason. And, and then there's an obsessiveness with trying to figure out something that you have no business trying to indulge yourself into. You know, like I feel it. No, no, seriously, I get you on that. For sure. I, I didn't realize the differences until I went to an HBCU. Like for, for I wish I would have gone to an HBCU. Oh man. Oh, I don't even want to put <laughs> dude. When I tell you, bro, I can't wait to go back for homecoming, bro. That's my home. Like See, really. I'm I consider myself an honorary Aggie. <laughs> just because <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to go there. Like when I was a kid yeah. and I saw a drumline, I thought that Atlanta Ante was a thing. For real. And then I learned like a few years later that it was actually in C-A-N-T and I'm like, oh, that's where I want to go to college. I didn't think I had the grace for it, so I never tried. I should have done that. You anyway. should have went to community college I, the best I, you can and got a transfer. School isn't for me. School wasn't my thing. They made you think that. That's what they try to do to me. You got to keep pushing. I Honestly, kept pushing. I got to an HBCU. When I tell you, bro, like, well, I didn't I even think nothing. School. I didn't think about nothing when I went to NCCU, bro. Like, literally on tour for my brother because he was like the athlete. So I thought, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm, gonna show. I'm like, you know, I kind of like it here. My friend went to NCCU and everything. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to just meet him over here. We can just party and just have fun. It'll be like, right, let's but more fun. When I tell you, he, he he got kicked out, but it's, it's no problem. But when I went there, though, once I found myself, the Men's Achievement Center, Fried Chicken Wednesdays, the parties. Oh Let me tell you, it's not even the, but just like, just the community, dude. Like, I had mentors. Like, when you're having the worst type of day, you have someone you can vent to who understands you. Teachers that look like you who don't really try to, like, you know, like malign you or yeah, like look down on why you. We need our own sense of community. That, like, that's what I'm saying. Areas, that's what the system did to you. They made it seem like you couldn't make it. Dude, when I tell you I was a C and D student between like middle school, high school, I went to an HBCU. I graduated cum laude. 
just I, let that sit in. For a I bit. get you. I feel you. For me personally, and I'm 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 glad that worked That's out okay. for you. For me personally, school just wasn't my thing. Um, like that whole academic system, like structure, it doesn't work for me. Certain structures just I I can't. It doesn't work, which is why I quit my job. Was like, yo, if I can't be free in what I want to do, if I have to. <clears throat> If you're telling me that I can't request off unless I have PTO mm-hmm. and I'm making more money in that one day, in one hour, than I would work in a whole shift for you, I'm going to want to go make my money. That's okay. And that's not fair that I can't do that. Or I have a major event. I have missed major, major events within my, or milestones within my family, like my grandmother's 80th birthday because I had to be at work. And if I would have not going to work. I'd have been out of a job. And then like, what am I going to do? I don't like being at the mercy of other people in that, in that way. So like that freedom Mm -hmm. that I got from leaving my job is just like, yeah, Yeah. I'd rather do it this way. That way I have to grind to make my money to make ends meet. And it's all on me. That's okay. No, I feel that. You know? And then when it came to school, it was just like, all right, I can do the stuff in school. When I go home, why am I doing this at home? Why am I doing homework at home? doing homework home. well i mean like, I, I mean at school I, let me just tell you like literally like the homework from is this time to this time yeah. i should not be doing schoolwork after that yeah no but at college let me just tell you hbcu bro i i know i like dude i hated school bro so for me to even be at this stage in my life literally I'm telling you about the one of them but when i tell you with I'm the with the professors back. with the professors bro they will work with you bro like i'm telling that's you good. just because you know them they'll literally give you a little hand up here and there like literally that's how school should have been and how HBCUs are is how school should always be. It should be a place you want to be at. Fair. That's what that's where they bullshit in this system with it because they make school look like it's work and it's not work. School should be a sanctuary for people to learn to find themselves, yeah. and that's what an HBCU is and everything. You got your nerd, your gamers here, your athletes here. Everybody has their place, and nobody's yeah. like you know typical. That's the thing. Everyone's their own person. You, yeah. you just roll whoever you want to roll with, and that's it. There's up to 8,000 people at NCCU alone. 80% of the women, just keeping, oh, yeah, just keeping out there. Yeah, I'm an equal. Oh. Yeah, no, I know. You're, you're honorary. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Playing. It's all right. It's no problem. I mean, we beat you on the classic. Well, let me just... Hey, look, oh, I'm man. Playing. I'm playing. We're not okay. even going to talk about it's it. It's okay. It's okay. HBCU, it's okay. Once you're at HBCU, it's all love. I still H- don't like it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. But it's okay. It's all right. But either way, man, it's just like, I just thank God that, you know, like the Lord literally stood by me. And I'm not like a heavy religious person, yeah. but I feel like he really walked with me to this direction because I had to isolate myself from a lot of motherfuckers who were just dragging me down, bro. And yeah. it's just like, I'm not a holier than thou type person, but it's like, once you have something that's like, you know, that you know that you can make something more, like, look at this, this whole podcast situation. I'm 91 episodes deep. 91. I'm 92. You're bro. the 92, 90 seconds. I'm trying to hit 150. Sometimes I doubt I'm going to make it, but I don't care. I'm going to keep pushing because like, this is like, if I can't be able to make my goals with stuff like this, you know, like this started as an idea and that was like a part of me now. Yeah. You know, it's just like, that's how success works. Like, you know, and it's just like, you got to isolate yourself from people that just drag you down. People with no goals, people who don't really see themselves becoming anything more and everything. You don't need a degree to become more. Look at you. You're doing this, all this oh, money. Yeah. And you got this car. You know, I'm driving a Toyota Camry. Like, and it's all right and everything. But it's just like at the same token and everything. It's just like once you have a passion to like push forward in life, you know. And, like, in that fire to push forward in life, you know, God will favor you and everything yeah. in ways and more ways than you think. It's just a matter of just keeping that mind open. Um, but it's like, uh, yeah, man, it's just, but I know we were, we've been speaking about a whole lot of matters in regards to, like, you know, like racism and all systematic and, like, even to school stuff. Yeah. Well, let's start getting more into the artistic side. You know, what really had you, like, really grow into, like, you know, pushing to that direction of being an artist, a poet and stuff? Um. I mean, I've been writing since eighth grade. Um, my yeah, probably seventh or eighth grade, one of those two. My teacher at the time, Miss Holt, God rest her soul. Um, she was the one that introduced me to poetry in like different forms. Um, Edgar Allan Poe and like Shakespeare and like different literary. Um, elements and all of that other stuff like she was the one that introduced me to all of that and made it fun mm-hmm. 
So, like, I got into acting in plays and stuff like that, too, for a little bit. So I was like a theater kid for 0.2 seconds. But, like, poetry is what really stuck with me. Um, I actually wrote my first poem in her class. Don't remember it. Um, But I know that's where I got started. And then from there, um, in high school, I had a teacher from my sophomore year up into my senior year. Um, she would introduce us to new words. I think it was either every day or every week. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. Um, but it would be a word that we normally wouldn't hear. S-A-T, A-C-T word or something like that. And whenever she did those words, like if I really liked the word, I would write a poem about it. That's cool. So like I was just constantly writing. And then one of the main poems that I wrote that still sticks to this day um, six feet under. I wrote that, I think my junior or senior year in high school. And that poem still resonates today. I've even added on to it. Um, cause I did a, a song with my God brother, Sarion. Um, and it was, um, all fall 16 was like the intro into it. And the song was called you and I, and I wrote a poem at the end of that song. And that poem goes along with Six Feet Under. So it just like all runs into each other. So the fact that I was able to tie something in from 2008, 2009 to something in 2016 and still be able to spit it today in 2020, it's just like, damn, like it's kind of timeless, which is cool. But at the same time, but considering the topic, because it's about police brutality, um, <clears throat> the fact that the topic is timeless, it's just like, damn. Um, the fact that police brutality is now becoming timeless because it's like, why are we yeah, still stuck on this? That's not, yeah. Um, so that's really what got me started. And then I started, I stopped for a little while, wasn't writing for a minute, and I got connected um, with a poet named Superman at his writer's workshop. That's good. Um, and that's really what got me writing again because I would go every week. So each week I had a new poem. So I went from writing like, every once in a while or whenever I was inspired or whenever I was hurt or feeling something to like consistently writing every week, um, starting in like 2018. And a lot of it had to do with a relationship that I just got out of. So that was a lot of my material. And then from there, it just started to, excuse me, it started to grow and I stuck with it. And it, it did so much for me. Like I'm grateful for finding, uh, that platform, release therapy and the writer's workshop with the super friends and stuff like that. Cause that really gave me the outlet that I needed. Um, and I met a lot of very talented people through that platform and it's been going for six plus years now. So like to be not only a part of the platform, but to be co-hosting the platform now coming from the, not necessarily the bottom, but just walking in the door trying to like, you know, start writing again to, okay, I'm like, one of the faces of this this platform now it's kind of cool it's brick by brick man that's just how it is and you know yeah. that's a wonderful thing about artistry as a whole it really just binds people together for those who can appreciate that and everything when I, when I went to Red's 28th like for the first time ever I was actually invited by another guy I was trying to interview by the name of Wolf I think Long Wolf oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah I'm gonna interview him tomorrow actually yeah he's cool, um, yeah, he's cool, cool dude, dude. Yeah. really really cool guy and everything is so I gotta re- go look at a lot of his content and everything cause first before I interview people I like to check out their content and everything yeah. Whatever. I even checked out your SoundCloud a little bit and everything oh, Wow. Wow. What's wrong? What's wrong with the song? I thought it was good. Okay, I don't know what's still up there. I know I have uh one song yeah, on one there song, I think. okay cool if that's the one song that's on there fine <laughs> that's no problem man it's no yeah, problem but i just feel like it's just respectful to the you know guests you know because i don't want to no, just I interview you that. know i really just, do i just yes. forgot that that link was up there one two i forgot what was like on my soundcloud i know i took some stuff down because i've had i've got other songs that's cool. either ones that i've like made like produced or something like that or you know my god brother who's a producer um that song that uh, i did on my soundcloud is produced by him oh, he nice. had it first not big sean anyway um yeah um yeah. I, I dip and dabble into a lot of different things so poetry i sing i rap every once in a while that's just cool. for fun cool. um i used to dance a lot um 
and what else do I do? I host. And <laughs> <laughs> not the wrong with them, man. That's brand good. Ambassador, you yeah, know, brand ambassador. It's like it's cool. Like you, as an artist, there's always some multiple things. There's never one thing. Like, well, I mean, yeah. I, I did. I started off with poetry and everything. I still do poetry and everything. That's one thing that Red is really starting to reinvigorate for me too. Come on, um, man, no, definitely. No, you'll Come see me. Back. You'll see me. <laughs> it's just like you know, like I had to get a whole lot of things situated. So it's like I'm yeah. definitely glad that like, now, like I start work by like next Monday. Not next Monday. Uh, yeah, next Monday, and everything. Like I with this home care agency and everything. So now they're gonna have me as their first marketing specialist. So I could be able to work in with that. Okay. And my boss is really gonna be like cooperative with me this time. So it's like you know, like now yeah, it's awesome. like you know that's why I really like I love working for black owned businesses because it's mm-hmm. like I feel like I wanna I I graduated from so a HBCU. Thing, you know, it's like I can't. I just want to apply myself in a black owned business. Yeah. Like, it's, just, like, it's, just, it's like you know I want to really show like the world really what we're made of. Like if, it, if we have like a all like a black owned like basketball association and one could have pulled that off they could i saw the documentary on netflix they could and one could have pulled that off like uh, that that would have been cool like a little street ball yeah. like promotion that that would have been amazing but it's like uh but uh, yeah man it's just i just want to apply my talents with that and see where it can take that organization you know i might be working with business consulting too so it's like you know it's like there's that and i also got a part-time job with capital vacation so once the money really okay. starts rolling yeah. in and everything it's just like then i could be able to like really really like show up every wednesday and everything because i got like i just finished my seventh rap book and it's just like just poets poetry composition books. book <laughs> yeah yeah rap book yeah it'd be like poetry compositions kind of written like raps and everything like yeah. this since i uh literally had to stay in charlotte and everything and they I suspended my life side like I needed somewhere to get my mind right so it's like that was like mm-hmm. every day I was just like listening to Jay Dilla beats and I was just writing stuff over Jay and over Dilla. no seriously bro yo <laughs> yeah that that's one hell of a producer right there no really legendary producer and everything yeah man so it's like, you know, definitely if you want to get like your creative juices rolling definitely put on some you, Jay Dilla man I'm about to go back home and listen to him bruh there is this one I can't even remember the name of it. I have to go find this song now. By Jay Dilla or is like by the Jay Dilla pro, pro. It was something he produced. Uh, it was just the instrumental that I heard. And I don't remember how it went or where I saw it. I have to find this thing. Oh, no, serious. This is one artist on SoundCloud that did this song. I think his name was Nasty Nas. He did like a song, a bit like a tribute album, a tribute, a tape to Jay Dilla and everything. I'll send you the link. You know? Yeah, like, send me that. Because like, there's this one song and everything. And it's just like, I don't know where that beat instrumental. I've been looking for it for the longest minute. And I'm trying to see if like, there's a way, some way I can contact him so he can let me know. Because I would play that stuff on repeat forever, bro. Cause it's like that song. I was listening to this artist like back like when like my um on my uh my one of my uh grandfathers um like he has a whole lot of wives because he was just he was a roller stone. But she was kind of like a grandma to me and she passed. And I was like I'm trying to process that. So it was like that was like my artist. I was like attaching myself to like listening to the song. So I'm like wow, this is like the best song to really like process a lot of it. Cause that's not how it works. Everything but like Jay Dilla bro like literally got me through like the first half of this like like license suspension bro it's just writing 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 i couldn't even imagine i actually finished my seventh rap book because sometimes you run out of that juice yeah, and then you just can't man. find the time to find more yeah. sucks yeah, that's kind of where i'm at right now like like i've been able to produce stuff but it's not <clears throat> it's not what i want yeah, that's all right. so it's like oh okay like i can i've put content out or not even put it out but i've written stuff down and it's like on my phone and i can recite it but it's not to my standard of what I want to be able to perform. It's okay. But at the same time, I know that other people need to hear it. So whenever I share it, somebody always gets something out of it. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of poems from 2019 that I'd never shared. That's okay. Or if I did, I just did once. And I'm starting to bring them back now. And whenever I bring them back, <clears throat> it's like, oh, this is a 2019 poem. And people are like, oh, shit. All right, Kale got a 2019 poem. This about to be good. I was in my bag in 2019. I ain't going to hold you. Like I was in my bag. Everybody um, has their times, man. Yeah, like there were, I think two of my best poems, personally my favorite, I'll say my favorite poems, um, I wrote between 2019 and the beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. And that is um, Orange Soda and She Was a Poem. Oh, okay. Yeah, those are like my favorites right now. I've put those two poems, they're two separate poems. I put them together. I don't put them over music. Like... Yeah, 2019 Kale was definitely in his bag. And I, I'm 
working to get back to that level of being proud of my work, not necessarily getting back to where I was in that moment in 2019. Just kind of relishing it in a sense. Just like, yeah, I want to be proud of my work. Like I was back then. So that that's kind of where I'm at right now in my artistry is like, I know that I can produce, I can write something. Yeah. But to be as proud of it and to like, you know, be in my bag about it. Like I was with those two, it's going to take me a little minute. That's okay. My biggest issue, like for me as a poet, like, you know, when I write and everything, it's just like, when I be looking back on my past work, if I haven't written in a while, I noticed that they could be kind of like, you know, repetitive to a certain, you don't even yeah. see, like it was one time, like literally, and this is like the craziest, I could like HBC, we'd be having our poetry slam. I literally pull out this poetry slam and I'm just going through the poem after poem. Like, man, I, I got this in the bag. But then I realized I started them off the same exact way. Yep. Like I usually start off like, <laughs> either, it was either like a mixture of just like my mind minds in a daze or my mind's within a maze or my mind is in you know some kind of like yeah, you know like it's something that like it's just like once you keep doing it like three poems I'm like oh, oh my wait, god I, I started sweating like oh my Jesus but it, it was okay it was all good it was all good it was like it's, it's all good vibes and everything but it's just it's just something I had to keep in mind now it's like you know like with the stuff that I be writing is I don't even name my poems I just put a date just to take my mind off and just focus on just like just what I'm feeling right. for the minute and then just go on with that so it's just like it was just pretty it's just pretty pretty good it's good to know that i still got it and i can yeah. just come back whenever and then yeah. it's no big deal it's good to do some living in a while yeah just kind of let your mind just kind of drift because that's where really that's where all the art comes from and everything you can't just force it it just kind of it grows off something so yeah dude you just brought me back so in when i first moved down here i moved down here in 2010 okay oh you love it do i love it yeah you like it here in charlotte oh yeah yeah, yeah. i honestly don't see myself living anywhere else. Mm. Um, if I did, I don't think I would go back up north. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, how would you contrast up north to like down here in New Charlotte? Um, up north is much more fast paced. Mm. Um, it's get the money, get the money, get the money, get the money all the time. Like if I was up there, I'd have that. That see, I kind of have it still, but I'm so chill as an individual, so it's kind of like all right, you know, I'll make things work. Like it's cool. Mm. But if I was still living in New York. Bruh, it would be constant, 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 constant. No, oh, sorry. Um, so being down here, it kind of like changed things up for me and like, you know, let, allow me to relax and chill. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that brought me to like a time when I had, I was a part of this, this group on Facebook, Facebook, we called it Cypher City. Mm. And it was a group of poets. It was like, I don't know, like 10 of us, maybe mm-hmm. from all different parts of the U.S. Oh, cool. So it was a few people from my hometown in Rochester, New York. And then we had people from Ohio, um, people from Detroit, somewhere down in Georgia, like, you know, people from all over the place. And we would just write poems and then post them on there. And then somebody might respond. It might turn into everybody responding. It all It's like all one poem, but it's from different parts. Um, or we'll have like battles and stuff like that. So, you know, one person will go in, then another person, and they go back and forth about they shit. Bruh, such a good time. But at that time in my life, I realized that a lot of my poems started off with me sitting in a dark corner. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm like, I went back and read my shit. And I'm like, why am I always in this dark corner? What was so wrong with me that I feel like I'm sitting in this dark corner? It's okay. It's all right. It's just a reflection of just like where you're at, like mentally. Yeah. Sometimes you could be in a phase in life where it feels like you're stuck in a dark corner. Right? Yeah. In my case, where my mind is in within a maze. And yeah. it's just like, but, it, but a lot of people do resonate with that. You know, for instance, you know, being a black man in America could be, you know, you're in always in a maze. It's just a door open and then next thing, bam, police brutality. Bang, you know, like, you know, murder, dang, uh, homicide, bang, gang life, gang, thug life. You know, it's, it's always a door into something getting you trapped within something, you know. Yeah. So it's just already, you know, where it could be you feel like you're in a dark corner where you kind of feel like you're kind of cornered into a situation where you can't really, like, you know, get out. Like, it's just it's just stuff of, like of that nature. You know, it's just, you know, a lot of people resonate with that. So it's like, don't beat yourself up if it comes repetitive. It's just like there's all so many different phases in life that a lot of us go through and yeah. stuff of that nature, you know? Yeah. yeah. That was just, that was a point in my life that I realized, like, after going back to it, like, years and years later, now, 
<clears throat> I do a lot better with trying not to be that repetitive. And then when I do, like, I get upset. I Not necessarily upset with myself, but it is a little upsetting. But it's just like, yo, I'm still here. So there's still something that I need to get out of this. So it's just a part of the process. Like, after I got out of one relationship, I was constantly writing about, like, being out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to write about you anymore. I can't wait until I don't write about you anymore. But until then... I'm going to write about it because I need to get this out. <laughs> so it was like, all right, like I went through that process. And then before I knew it, I didn't even realize that I wasn't writing about that relationship anymore. Mm. Like it, it was like months later and I looked back and I was like, dang, I haven't written about that in a minute. Okay, bet I'm not going to write about it anymore because I don't have to. That's all right. You know, that's okay. Like a lot of like contents I be touching upon, I touch upon portrayal a lot because it's like you know, mm-hmm. I'm transitioning from high school to college and everything. You know, like I had to deal with a lot of betrayal, a lot of it because like, you know, like I, I was doing the whole poetry thing. And I'm not trying to say people are jealous or whatever, but it's like there are uh, tendencies, uh, tendencies of uh, my oppositions being overly critical about something. It's just like you know, like that hasn't even manifested within a song yet. So it's uh, like that's weird and then they run weird campaigns and then yeah, people try to like yeah. roll with them it's, you know like it's like weird you can't, you can't be overly critical of art yeah so like with release therapy mm-hmm. it's literally supposed to be that so your skill level of whatever you do we don't care about that care. we want you to be able to express your art the way that you feel that you want to express it and we're just happy that you got up there and did that yeah, period and if you want to be like a performer or anything, right. it really you helps you. Yeah, it helps you gain your confidence. And then if you want those type of critiques, yeah. then, you know, you can get those. But yeah. like, we're not just going to come out and be like, hey, yo, so this is what you could do better with this. Or this is yeah. how I'm critiquing that. Or the vibes are all chill and everything. Like literally, yeah, I haven't man. spoken to so many people since July and everything. And even I hit them all back from Red 28. Like, yeah, sure. I could do the whole process even you're here right now and everything that's all right tell you like what the vibes are like we don't know each other from a can of paint here we are like talking like 46 minutes in about all sorts of situations and everything that's the beauty about this podcast you can literally talk to anybody about anything and stuff so it's just like you know but yeah i could i could definitely see that like you know like really like performing like for reds and everything maybe in the future i know you're gonna be uh there uh, this wednesday right absolutely I might pull up. I'm, I'm, if I don't pull up this weekend or this Wednesday, definitely next Wednesday for sure. Oh, yeah. And everything. Come check it. us out again. You know, the vibes is always cool. Um, everybody's welcome. You know, um, everybody's welcome to get on the mic. So, you know, don't you don't have to worry about, oh, I don't know what people are going to think of me. If anything, you being nervous and not wanting to get up there. I understand that. Yeah. But don't worry about other what other people are going to think because we're going to love you anyway. We're going to show you love. If you want, like, somebody else can probably go up on stage with you and whatnot. Like, I would do some stuff like that. Everything. Stand somebody up there with you uh, some stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just take your mind off of it. You know? You know, I swear, I swear, like, the vibes are chill and everything. Like, uh, that reds. And I've only been there once, and it's it's, it's pretty chill and stuff of that nature. Um, but it's like, uh, but in regards uh, to poetry, is there any uh, notable poets that kind of influenced you to a certain degree? Man. Oh. Okay, this is not not to say the full list, but um, I know that there was the Knicks Poetry Slam like years and years ago. I can't remember all the artists, but that was one thing that really got me like going into it. But right now, I would say definitely a poet named Superman, Sir Abstracts for sure. <clears throat> Frank Expression is a beast. Um. Nani is another poet. She sleeps on herself, but she is so fucking dope. Ah, uh, I love whenever she spits. She has like this way of telling stories, but they're it, making it feel like it's her firsthand, first person experience. But she's speaking from a whole different like context, like a different like third person type. Like yo, she is really fucking good. Um, uh, Jordan Bailey, National Slam poet, champion. Um, Esma is another, she was the Charlotte Slam poet champion. Um, shit. Blues. The God. Like he, he's like the godfather of poetry in Charlotte. Like he, I've seen this man freestyle poems, like walk into a room, 
look around like oh snap blues is here give him the mic he gets on the mic and does a full length like five minute freestyle poem and it's all cohesive it's not jibber jabber it's it's content it's like stuff with substance and to be able to do something like that off the top of your head is amazing and not try to shoot for fame or nothing just switch it up and see that's the thing he's won awards like was it Grammys or Emmys? One of the two. Can't remember which one it is. But he's won awards. Like has been on these big platforms, been recognized by like the Academy type stuff. You know what I'm saying? And he's so humble, so chill. He's he's very personable. Um, he he'll talk to you just like you know a regular person. And you know you want him to come to your event, he'll come show you love. He pops up. At a poet named Superman and Sir Abstracts. Sir Abstracts has an event at um, members only, uh, Eclectic Soul Sessions. Um, that's every Thursday. And he's pulled up to both of those places and, you know, just vibed out with us. He's not coming to get on the list, but nine times out of ten, they're going to hand him the mic anyway, so he'll do it. <clears throat> but you got to be down to earth, man. When God gives you like a God given gift, you got to really be down to earth to really like, you know, express those gifts. It's, it's when people that are old, like kind of big headed and just kind of grandiose, they don't really seem to, you know, really touch the authenticity, authenticity of their souls. And that's how, yeah. that's why you got to be really in sync and personable with yourself to really express yourself the best way you can. It definitely is. Like, that's good. He sounds like a cool, cool person. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, let's see. Hydra's another amazing poet. He's oh, yeah, of, I saw Hydra. Like, I was, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, too. We got to get him on it. He's one of those poets that you have to hear yes. multiple times in order to understand his full poem. I was very amazed at her. I'm like, what yeah. he is Like, if you're not up on, like, certain, like, random facts and shit or just little <laughs> little nuggets of knowledge, like, certain things are going to go over your head, and you won't catch it until, like, a year or two later. Like, there's still poems <laughs> that I will hear today, and I'll probably still catch something new out of it. And I've known Hydra for four years. That's cool. Like, that dude is so dope. So Shout yeah. out to Hydra. Cause yeah, shout out to Hydra. <laughs> shout out to a poet named Superman. Shout out to Sir Abstracts. Uh, I'm forgetting people. Shout out to Frank Expression. Shout out to Danny the Dork. Oh, yeah, Danny the Dork. Yeah, I'm trying to get her on, too. Yeah, that's my best friend. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. cool. She's, she's cool. an amazing uh, poet, and she's a painter, um, cosplayer. She does a lot of different shit. That's my dog. Oh, cool group of people. Oh, yeah, like, we're all... So, me, her, and Super, like, best friends. That's cool. High key. Like, yeah. That's really, really cool. Them my right hands. Um Shoot. Do you have any musical influences? It ain't got to be all just poetry. Oh, shoot. Uh, Are you a fan of Childish Gambino? Yeah. I, I can tell you. <laughs> yes. Um, so, funny enough, um, so like I said, my godbrother Sarion is a producer and stuff. And one of the songs, okay, so on the song um, that you listened to on my SoundCloud, uh-huh. where I had that little break, uh, yeah. and I was like, oh, wait, let me... I got that idea because Childish Gambino does breaks in his songs like that where he will like go into a regular conversation and then start rapping again. No, seriously. He does that when he freestyles yeah. too, bro. Like when I listen to that one, dude, that's a good question because it gives you a sense to actually like take a breath. Bro. Yeah, it's like, oh, this guy that kind of looks like Chris and you're like, oh shit. And I'm rapping this shit and I'm back in his bit. I'm like, wait a minute, wait. You were just talking regular and now you're back into the rap. So I kind of did that same thing. He kind of gave me that influence with that shit. Um, Serion is actually the person that put me on to Childish Gambino. Um, yeah, what's your favorite body of work from him? I, I like um, what was that one? What was that one? He, I'm trying to think. Oh god, I used to be listening to this all the time. Childish Gambino. What was it called? It's like I know it's like because the internet's like that's usually the go to one and everything. Yeah, but I'm trying. I'm thinking about his mixtape, the one where it's just oh, like Kawhi and Stone Mountain. No, yeah, that's one too. But like, what was the other one? He Cold did a sack. Not cul-de-sac. I like that one, too. But it's like... Camp cul-de-sac because oh. of the internet. And what was that one that mixed that? He did a song with Nipsey Hussle called Black Faces on it. Oh, Royalty. Yeah, Royalty. royalty. I love Royalty. I don't know yes. why I forgot Royalty for a minute, bro. Royalty I listen to. Heat. I love Royalty. That's my favorite. Because it's, like, it's, just, it's just him, bro. Because it is from the South. So you got to have some yeah. tribe influences, too. But yeah, it wasn't but overdone. It was yeah, done in the best way. That was, that he was... personified trap in his own way. And that's yeah. what I'm going to do. He did his thing with that one. Bro. I like that. I'm glad that you knew exactly what it was. I'm glad I remember what song. Yeah, I 
can't. I don't. I can't pick a favorite body of work from him. That's my personal favorite. This, this uh, like complete body. I'm not sure. I can pick out songs. Like bonfire is my shit. He needs to be a, do a com- comedic um, stand up again. I oh feel like it's man. been a while. He needs to get yeah, back. His stand up is hilarious. Weirdo, I love weirdo. Yeah, should have been a couple follows. I watch. I watch that every once in a while just to. And that's like a comfort thing for me. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. Um, three thousand five is probably one of my favorite songs, but the beach picnic edition, oh. and not a lot of people know that there's actually words to that song. Oh. Like oh yeah, even though what's it like the kind of like the the ballad version oh, of three thousand five, so there's on the mixtape it's just the instrumental, which is really cool, very chill. However, comma there is a hidden track where he has lyrics and he's spitting throughout the whole song, and not a lot of people know about that shit. Oh, so cool. I mean that's where it is. when you're like a fan of somebody they save all like the non-known stuff for that per- like you know like for instance so you could be a Tyler Creator fan it's like you know about all his old mixtape yeah. stuff and then oh, like man. there's a fan that he has like before I miss him. Goblin Tyler no no it's okay he's at a different stage right now. I kind of like that right now I'm happy for him I'm I miss mixtape I miss yes. the mixtape days so everybody yes. missed the mix as with J Cole I miss the mixtape day with J Cole I miss the mixtape day with Kendrick Lamar with like, J. Cole yeah. with his last with um uh what was his last one? Uh, off season. Off season. Off season gave us uh gave us mixtape Cole again. Mm. It gave us it gave us glimpses of that, but it showed his growth at the same time. So I can appreciate that album and that body of work for what it was because it was like, yo, he really he tapped into his old self, but then showed how much he's grown since then. And Cole, it's kind of hard for Cole to drop an album and then not be fire. No, seriously. Have you been to Dreamville Fest? No. Bro, you need to go to Dreamville. I've been to Dreamville Fest twice. Like, every time, it's it's now, it's just a tradition now for a family. Because, like, when I went, like, literally, I'm going to show you some pictures, too. I went, like, with a group of people and everything. I didn't go with a group of people. I went with my brother and uh, his girl and everything. But I was in this group chat and everything. And we didn't even know we were all going to meet each other there and everything. But I said, like, as soon as we got there, I said, hey, let's just meet by the Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. All, like, about 40 of us met at the Ferris wheel. Holy we all shit. took a group photo, bro. It was so fun. That's I need dope. a I need to print that that's photo. Dope. That's going in the front in an album, bro. I need to put it in the album. Yeah, that's on there. It was so cool, bro. We still kind of talk to each other from time to time and everything, you know, but it's just like, you know, it's, it's just cool vibes, bro. Yeah, yeah, it smells like Halloween. Yeah, there's that. Uh, I mean, so what? <laughs> but it was, it's always cool. It's always a wonderful experience. I never had a bad experience at Dreamville Fest. And the two-day, like, one, it just made yeah, it that more. I'm, I'm definitely going to make a plan to go. I just... Man, the tickets sell out so fast. <laughs> no, serious? I don't even know how. I mean, you got to get it on layaway this time. Get it on layaway. Yeah, I might have to do that. Layaway is I tried to go. to go on there, and they were gone. I was like, oh. I don't even know how I got it. <laughs> like, twice. I, I tell you, I was broke, bro. Like, I was broke, bro. And I still made it somehow, man. It's only through the glory of God, man. Somehow, man. I hope I made yeah. it. The I gotta make the three P. You gotta make the three P, man. No, seriously. Well, as soon as they, as soon as they put it on sale, bro, I gotta get on like, again for two days, yeah, man, bro. Uh, like literally. Cole is definitely one of my favorite rappers. Definitely. Um, gotta fucking Cole. Honestly, and a lot. Well, I won't say. I won't say that. Let me not. Let me not undermine my my dude's talents and what he does, but. Big Crit is my all-time favorite rapper. <laughs> crit here. I was just bumping Yo, Crit here not too long ago, bro. bro. When I've been running, bro, like, I made it. Like, you know, that song I made? Like, oh, yeah. Crit here. I made. No, no, seriously. That song, like, I have a song on my mixtape called Young Genius, and it's kind of like, mm-hmm. it inspired me to do that song. It's like the same type of way. Okay. Too, bro, I fuck with it so hard, yeah, Crit, bro. crit is like, that dope, man. Uh, I just love that he's just kind of underrated because only yes, certain people can you, like you gotta it. You got to fuck with him. Fuck with him. Fuck with him. If, you you don't, if you don't know him then you don't fuck with you him you can't but pretend you know to fuck with crit yeah. bro you can't yeah. you gotta fuck with crit bro. it's either he up there on your list or you just don't know about him it that's don't cool. matter either you fuck with him or not that's, that's i don't cool. care about no list what's the list right. <laughs> he, he's dope that's yeah. all that matter either you're dope or you're not he's dope man i found catalactica Yes, dude. When my brother put me onto that, bro, I was oh, like Cadillac, like, 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 Cadillac, like, 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 Cadillac. I never turn back. It, it's over, bro. I, I, over. Yeah. I could go on and on talk about crib. I don't know what, because we're already past like the hour time. And, like, oh, we got to roll yeah. this in the next Cole, 10 Cole, Crit, and Sari on my top three rappers right now. 
Cole Critton. What, what's the Sarian, one? my guy, brother. Oh, yeah. Sarian. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's... Like, a lot of my a lot of my friends are, like, my favorites okay, when it comes good. to things. So... That's great. You're a good friend, then. Because some oh, people, yeah. it's hard for people to actually even repost their friends mixtape. Man, my biological brother is an amazing artist. Um, shoot, I can try to link you up with him for an interview also. Okay, no, most definitely. Send me his social media, like, whenever you're done. And everything. Yeah. I want wherever we're off or whatever so it's like yeah definitely you can hook me up with this the social media and stuff of that nature but I know we've spoken about the whole poetry aspect and the song aspect what about photography because I want to be able to rope this in oh. you know what what really drove you into photography I've been taking pictures since I was a kid and didn't realize that I had a knack for it until I got older and then I was, you know, at events with friends and stuff like that. And they're like trying to take pictures and they're not getting the right angles. And I'm like, yo, let me let me do this for you real quick. Okay. And then I was getting all these angles and like, you know, adjusting the lighting. And I was like, yo, these came out really good. You know, I got you. And I was like, I should really make this a thing. Mm-hmm. And so 2018, um, I got my first camera mm-hmm. and I started shooting. I got it for my birthday in May. Had my first official shoot July 1st. And from there, like, I've been getting them every now and then here and there. Some of those people that I shot with in the very beginning are still sending clients my way. Um, Or at least, you know, putting me in the loop with the network with people that are trying to look for photographers. Um, And through even through poetry, like, I've connected with other photographers in the city and stuff like that. Um, And... I don't know. It's just being able to capture um, somebody in their raw, natural element, them being themselves. I like to do a lot of candid shots, but at the same time, like, you know, if it is a session where, you know, you're modeling, I want I want you and your authenticity. I don't you don't have to pose a specific way just to make it look like a model pose. I want to you are the model. Whatever way you pose is the model pose. You know, if you're a goofy person, be goofy. If you want to take a serious pic, we can do that. But, like, I want to capture you. I want you to see yourself in these pictures and how beautiful you are as an individual, male or female. Like, I want you to see yourself and be like, I like this. I like what I see. I like who I see. And I thank you for, you know, allowing me to be this way on your camera. Like, yeah. Like, I love love capturing people. The elements, yeah. yeah, and it really kind of helps, like, really when it comes to, like uh, trying to do other things too. Like, I know, like, before I release like a mixtape and everything, I had to do the whole photography run and everything, and that really helps kind of sew in a lot of the feelings with it. It really sets the mood, yeah. And you can take so many pictures to use as your cover. I, mean, I can show you like some pictures, and you can take the same picture yeah. and set the tone in many different ways. Yeah. Like, it just depends on how you present it, you know. It's it, photography is a lot like poetry, yeah. Um, you can you can view it one way, but the interpretation from another perspective is going to be different. Yes, the science and, of uh, for what was it? interpretation? Yeah, yeah, the whole like yeah. it's just it's so malleable and so different for everybody. So, so that's one thing. Everybody's going to receive something different. So even with my poetry, when folk tell me or ask me like, "Yo, so this line right here, did you get that from this, this, and this?" Yeah. Mm. Is that why you wrote this? Yeah. <laughs> because because you said it, that's why. <laughs> that may not be the reason why I intended it initially. Yeah. But if this is what you got from my poetry and it's something that helps you, yes. That's good. Same thing with pictures. Like, yo, the way that you capture this, like, I can see that you were looking at this, this, and this. That's what you see in there, yeah. Some really, really good stuff. Yeah, we talked about a whole lot of dope stuff and everything. And we kind of have to start reeling it in now because it's already yeah. past the hour mark. And I don't want to be seen like hasty because this is a really good nah, conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything. But, you know, I want to thank you for hopping on and stuff of, course, of that man. nature. Thank you for having me. No, seriously. No, really. This is like the best. I didn't know like how I was going to hop on. I ain't done this since like mid July. So I know like, how things Man, was. it's like, man, you. Uh, this is your thing, though. This is yeah. your thing. Like, yeah. this is your natural at this yeah. like you just flowed right into the conversation like <laughs> yeah, seriously it's, just, thing. it's like, just something I just want always want to build on upon and everything so it's like but it's good like for people to even donate their time to hop on so it's like you must have believed in it to oh, some degree yeah. yeah I know you saw the logo and you thought like wow this is really really yeah, I mean, you, when we talked that Red, you were telling me about the goal that you had to get to 150. And I was like, bet. And you were just there, just vibing out. And you were, you know, trying to make something work. And I know what that's like, you know, just trying to make something work. And so I fucked with your energy. And I was like, yeah, I could do this thing, you know. And it's nothing, bro. We could do it again at some point. 
you know, most definitely. And it's just like, you know, it's crazy how Wolf literally, like, that's the cool thing about that. This stuff. You yeah. get to meet more and more people. Like, I didn't even get to interview Wolf. He just brought me this. Like, wow, all these people I can interview for this stuff. Yes. And then it was just the like. Place, and now, like, you've got all these people. <laughs> and now, like, you've been getting reaching 150 doesn't seem that crazy. I'm trying to hit 20 before the end of this month because I only got a couple months left, like, literally. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I got to really be honest. Nah, you're you going to get there, bro. Yeah. You're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, especially with like you know red as a platform for people yeah. you know just networking with people in there because i know there are people who you know just want to be heard or don't mind talking and having conversation like that's really all it is all right cool that's really really cool man yeah. that's really dope of you to really hop on and everything you got any other last words you want to let people know before you hop off your feet to do so um yeah y'all can follow me on my social media my name kale that's m-y-n-a-m-e-k-a-y-o i'm on all platforms that way instagram tiktok um, SoundCloud, all of that stuff. Um, you could also follow my photography page, Capture by KO, Capture the Spell with a K, B Y K A Y O. Shout out to Release Therapy, shout out to the Super Friends, uh, shout out to the Legion of Doom. I said, hey, yo, shout out to Danny, my best friend, shout out to Sir Abstracts, a poet named Superman. And uh, just keep in mind, whenever you are feeling a feeling, whether it's happy, sad, anywhere in between, you normally look for art to continue that feeling. So make sure you support your local artists. Yeah, no, for real, though, for real. Because that's a show. I know you're not originally from Charlotte. Nah. But just knowing that Charlotte's just kind of going that direction, it's, it's really, really good. But we all kind of are starting to kind of band together to kind of put our arts out there, trying to collaborate together. So it's just like, I feel like the future is very bright for Charlotte, North Carolina on that tone. But well, that's it for the Mental Threats podcast. That was KO and Toasty. We sewn in. Now we're sewing out. Yeah.